know a lot about golf. It's time for those weekend golf guys. Well, we're waiting. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Here's John Ashton and Jeff Smith. Yes, indeed, it is us, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. And together we are those weekend golf guys. Uh, you can find us at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash golf guys. If you're in China and you're doing a, a, a search, thoseweekendgolfguys.cn is not us. It's some Chinese guy who just ripped us off. But at least he was polite enough what? to send me an email saying, hey, we're going to register this name. We ripped you off. And we're going to rip you off. Yeah. Like, it was like, really? Do something about it. Nanny, nanny, boo, boo. Okay. That's, that's what happened. So anyhow, um, what we're going to talk about today, we are going to talk about. I think we about, need to lawyer up. Well, you know, we could try, but <laughs> let me tell you what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the guy who is on the par five, 260 yards from the green and sits and waits for the green to clear because he may hit the shot of his life and get there. <laughs> we're talking about the guy who hits his drive under a tree and rather than hitting it out to the middle of the fairway has decided that he's going to hit one of those super slicing balls a la Bubba Watson or Tiger Woods or Tiger Woods. Yeah. Remember that one? Yes, indeed. The one, the one where he's in the fairway bunker and he, and he does this massive cut yep. and it carves around the tree and lands on the green and spins directly toward the hole. You yeah. mean that shot? That guy, that shot, yes. That guy, that shot, he thinks he's yep. going to do that? He thinks he's going to do that. We are going to talk yeah, about... Yeah, they sound like some of the people that come to me that that we have, I have to have a little discussion with them about using some sense. <laughs> like, I mean, there's, I, there's a big difference between playing out of your mind and being out of your mind, you know? <laughs> <laughs> there is. There is. I agree completely. <laughs> so we're going to talk about how you fix the guy who uh, thinks he's better than he is. Thinks he can Wait a minute. Thinks he I can accomplish I, stuff he can't. What? Huh? Hmm? I thought that you can't fix stupid. <laughs> no, but you can point it out and hope people will overcome. You know, that's what you can do. <laughs> so with that in mind, we are going to tackle the guy who does all that stupid stuff, at least to the point where we can convince you, hey, don't be that guy. Okay? All right. It'll be worth it. Hang out. Not only those shots that you shouldn't take, but shots you should take that will actually work. How good and or bad you may think you are. When we come right back, we all those weekend golf guys. Hang with us. Just to give you an idea of how old I am, do you know what was cool when I was in school? A Beatles lunchbox. Today, you know what you need to be cool? You need Bomba socks. It really isn't surprising that they're the, the mark of coolness these days. They're the most comfortable kid socks ever. Colorful. I mean, literally bursting with color. And they even have a little colorful bee on them. They're, they're designed with several comfort innovations that help make them feel better than any other kid sock ever made. And when, you know, you put them on a kid and they go, ooh, these feel nice, you know that they're more comfortable than anything they've ever worn before because they're actually mentioning it. Bombas donates a pair of socks for every pair purchased. So when you order some for the kids, why don't you get your own self some too? I wear them all the time playing golf, especially the anklet-type socks. They're colorful. 
You can get them so they match your shirt so you look really dapper. Visit bombus.com slash weekend and get 20% off your first purchase. That is B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash weekend for 20% off your purchase. Bombus.com slash weekend. And thanks for hanging. We are back. We are those weekend golf guys. And I got to tell you, man, that there are so many shots that we see guys on TV do without, I mean, they don't even break a sweat. They sit there and they just bang, set it up. Because they're good. Well, yeah. (laughs) But then. What they're doing. But then we get out on the golf course and it's like suddenly, well, it can't be that hard. Uh, But many things are. What is, in your estimation, the most difficult shot you have seen somebody try to take that had absolutely no business trying to take that shot? It's a toss-up between the I can get it over the water <laughs> yeah, and the I can get it through that tree. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. It all falls under the <laughs> heading of, yeah, I got this. <laughs> yeah, you do. Never done it before in my life, but... There's always a first time. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I I get people that come to me that they they sit there and they tell me, you know, the scores they shoot. And I look at them first on on the, you know, in the practice facility and they say, man, I'm I'm shooting these numbers and I just hit the shot and the dang thing goes in the water and and on and on. And I'm like, okay. So they they tell me these things and, and I'm wondering how they play game how they play the game how do they play golf mm-hmm. what choices do they make are they hitting a shot do they even understand their shot pattern their distribution their spray so to speak let's mm-hmm. call it spray okay right? all right we sure. all know what i'm talking about right we all kind of have this yeah, we, we have do. a shotgun yeah. right we got a whole bunch of strokes you know and shots mm-hmm. but the truth of the matter is is that they're going somewhere and we're not exactly sure where for the most part that would lead you down the road that they would be about a five handicap. Okay. Or five to 10. Okay. Still in the range of pretty good. Right. In pretty good range of striking a golf ball pretty well. Mm -hmm. And then they tell me stuff and the stuff they tell me falls under the heading of, you know, I just can't seem to get my three wood or my something like that up in the air. And they, they say these things to me which a lot, a lot of people can, right? The three-wood, tough scenario there for people. If you don't have a lot of club head speed, like if you have actually somewhere near what you think you have, then it's probably enough to get a three-wood and keep it up in the air. Okay. Well, a lot of people don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to throw that one in there. It's just, well, yeah, I did. But yes, you nonetheless, did. Nonetheless. Okay. <laughs> but nonetheless. So if, if you've got enough club head speed to keep the ball in the air like that, then do you have a range finder? Because if you keep telling me you're plunking it in the water, you keep coming up short, stuff like that, you're either A, not who you think you are, which is the case most of the time, mm-hmm. or B, really bad at making decisions on the golf course. <laughs> and many times it's A and B, yeah. as we all know. And what I see in people is they tell me stuff. So I, I see how they hit the ball. You know, I put them on the launch monitor, show them how far they carry the ball. And first, that's the big the big change, right? Because they're all thinking total distance. Mm-hmm. I hit this club 245 yards. You might, 
yeah. How much bounce and roll did it have to get to 245 is what I always ask. Yeah, and how much downhill and how fast was that wind at your back? <laughs> well, but but sometimes I believe that they're correct. Okay. Right? Okay, I hit it 245, and yet it carries 215 to 230. Right. In that range. Yeah. So that means they can hit it 245, but it's probably not 245 in the air, which is a huge difference Mm -hmm. and is the factor in why they can't hit it over the pond. See, they don't understand the difference between total carry distance until it's shown to them and basically, you know, straighten them out on themselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Guess what, pal? Show them who they really are in the air. (laughs) You just happen to be playing on the driest, hardest golf course in the country and it's downhill. Yeah. (laughs) Right. That's it. But so they make so bad of choices. They just do. They choose and they hit shots where it's most likely going to show up into trouble. So we bring him into the studio and I see how far they fly the ball and I show them a simple thought. I pull up Google Earth a free program that you can get on the internet and you just look at it and it has something on there. You, it's like a bird's eye view of every place in the world. So I go to this golf course. Let's say that it's the Timbergate golf course where I'm standing right now. right? And I pull it up online and I point it out and I point to which tee box are you playing from? And he said, this tee box right here. And they have a measuring tool. Again, this is all free folks. They have a measuring tool up in the toolbar up there and it measures in yards and you right click and it drops the the thing right there in the middle of that tee box of the one that you say you're going to be playing and then you can draw this line out as far out as you normally carry your driver or your three wood or whatever and then i just swing it side to side and go oh look at all the trouble you can get into with your spray and they go "Uh oh Mm -hmm. because once we figure out they've got 55 yards of spray with their three wood okay the farthest right to the farthest left everything's in between right so there's the parameters all of a sudden i can go out there at that yardage drop a little dot on there and say this is what it's going to be and then i scroll side to side 55 yards wide and i say look at all the trouble you're just bringing into play by choosing that club right here Mm -hmm. and they all sit there and look at me going oh stop it you're making sense Don't do this to me. I want to hit what I want to hit. I want it to come out better. Can't you just get me to hit it straighter? Just teach me how to do yeah. this, man. They hmm. Don't don't make me make better decisions on where my ball's going to wind up. Don't do that to me. <laughs> because, you see, I, I there's a lot of people that they hate this thought about what we used to call course management. Mm-hmm. And I say used to call. I don't call it course management anymore because I learned from people that when you call it course management, they get insulted because they view it. If you suggest to them that they're not good managers of the golf course, Mm -hmm. you know, not choosing the right places and whatnot. Right. They think you're telling them that they're stupid. Oh, okay. Okay. Now I might be, but (laughs) I don't want them to know that. You do it much nicer. So people wouldn't know. I do. Yes, you do. Exactly. I will find a better way to go about it. So I choose not to use the words course management. I just say strategy. Strategy. Strategy sounds like a guy who's going to use some strategy. I'm going to figure out what I want to do, and I'm going to play there because I'm strategic. That's right. I'm a strategic thinker. That's right. Okay, great. Now, let's use 
some sort of effective brain power in this strategy that you're <laughs> espousing that you use and have. <laughs> Let's try. And so we get to that level. And then all of a sudden, I'll just say, well, why don't you make the decision to have your ball here instead of there? Because I bet you you can make par from here just as well as over there if you actually got there. But I think it's just riskier to go that direction. And I think you want to play risk-free golf, don't you? I mean, you're going to make a par from either of these locations. As a matter of fact, probably more often from over here. And then I'll just let them come to that sort of decision on their own. Right. And sometimes right. if, if people don't, I mean, case in point, uh, I'm going to do a little personal uh, anecdote here, if you don't mind. You and I were playing together, and I hit yes. a very bad— My eyes are still bleeding, by the way. I'm I know, I know, and I apologize, man. But but I hit, uh, <laughs> I, I hit a power fade that actually was very high and very much to the right, cleared all the trees that separated the uh, fourth fairway that we were on from the second fairway that ran parallel to it, and wound up— in the fairway for the second fairway. So at least I didn't miss the fairway completely. And I was sitting there looking at probably 30 yards of pine needles and trees that I had to get through to get back to the fourth fairway, where you just came up and said, John, you see, those trees end about 20 yards short of the green. Why don't you just keep playing the ball toward the green in the second fairway? Yeah. It would be substantially easier for you to get there this way. Yeah. I believe I remember that yeah. conversation. Yeah. What we had. And yeah. that is what I did and still do to this day. <laughs> <laughs> you have found that that's a great place to play from, haven't you? <laughs> it certainly is, man. <laughs> I'm not going to aim left because there's water over there. I'm going oh, over the trees yeah, to the that's... right and play the other fairway. <laughs> yeah. Jeff told me to do it this way, and by God, I'm going right. to do it this way. Jeff's always right, man. Some more on-course strategery to talk about when we come right back. Hang with us. We are those weekend golf guys. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us, facebook.com slash golf guys. This segment of Those Weekend Golf Guys is brought to you by CBS Sports HQ. I think we're all aware that sports TV nowadays is, is full of made-up drama. Same topics being beaten into the ground with, with ideas and takes from people who don't even believe what they're saying themselves. But CBS Sports is going to change all that. CBS Sports HQ is a network that streams live 24-7, and they have coverage that is focused on just the game. Football, they got it. FedEx Playoffs, they got it. Fantasy sports, well, their experts are going to give you the info you need to make all the right calls for your lineup, and, and football season is coming up. No fake debates, no politics, just real sports for real sports fans. Just open the CBS Sports app, and you can watch anytime from anywhere on your phone or at home on your Apple TV, Roku, or Fire TV. It couldn't be easier, and it's all totally free download the cbs sports app and watch cbs sports hq today okay once again welcome back we are those weekend golf guys thanks for hanging through the break i'm john ashton it's just and we're talking about taking shots that you know you can take we're talking about strategy on the golf course that will keep you out of trouble most often. You know, when you look at trees and you go, yeah, I can get through that tree because it's 90% air. 
Well, let me tell you, fella, uh, a, a screen door is 90% air, too, but you're not going to get a golf ball through one. And it's yeah, the same deal with those trees. Very true. I could give you a 100 bucks to hit the smallest branch on that tree, and you would miss it. But if you try to just get the ball through, you're going to hit it every time, each and every time. And the thing of it is, is you're going to hit the best shot you have hit yet that round. You're going to make center face contact. You're going to get the height you need. You're going to get the speed you need. You're going to get the distance you could have had had you not hit that branch and come straight down. <laughs> not speaking you from experience. You sound like <laughs> the voice of experience there, sir. Uh, I'm just talking about what happens for some of the guys I play with. <laughs> I was going to say, it seems like you've you've had a, a up-close visuals <laughs> often enough. That you could aptly describe said event. And everybody listening to me now has not only seen someone do it, but has done it themselves. Everyone. I don't care who you are. Well, you know, and here's the thing is that the, the big picture is this. No matter who you are as a player, you must know your own limitations and capabilities. Because if you are, oh, delusional and think that you can do... Oh, many things that you don't do on a regular routine basis. Uh-huh. I would think that if you care about your score, now this is a different scenario here. If you care about your score on the day, as opposed to just caring about finding out if you can hit a shot, that's two different things, right? But if right, you care yeah. about the score on the day and then you still behave like um, you're trying to be, I'm going to take this risk. I'm going to be superhuman for one moment then I will tell you something, you know, very bluntly that a lot of other nicer teachers wouldn't do. (laughs) I'll just say it. You're crazy. (laughs) I'll use the word delusional (laughs) because people don't like to hear it. It is something that they need to hear because if they don't hear something a a lot like that, then I have to use words that they really don't want me to use anyway. Right. A teacher who says moron to his students is not really going to ingratiate himself very often. So I have to limit that. <laughs> One or two morons per lesson is all you can come across with. I, I enjoy that. It's really hard yeah. to. You know, and usually when I say it, I say it in a, um, a non-confrontational, jovial kind of way. But yet it's very poignant. Yeah. It's not, I'm laughing at you. I'm laughing next to you. That's right. You're standing here and I'm standing there, you know, and we're both laughing. Yeah. But really, this is not what you want. Yeah. It's it's really not because they're, they're trying so hard to do a good thing. They really are. They're trying to play better golf. They're trying and trying and trying. And we all do. Mm -hmm. It's all important to us. However, what we cannot have is undermining our own desires and efforts because of, um, you know, foolish choices. We'll call it that. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's making what's known as a poor decision, they're not going to score well. They're just going to suffer and they're just not going to be happy. But it does happen and it happens often. Mm-hmm. Learn that there are many places that you can score well from and there are places on the golf course that you will not score well from. Mm-hmm. Just know there's lots of each. But there's really, you know, I don't know how many, how many guys who really score well from the water. 
They just don't. (laughs) Something about that. The guys behind you are not going to sit and wait while you take off your shoes and your socks and roll your pants up. No. No. They see it on a YouTube video and they go, look, this guy's doing it. Maybe I'll put myself in position to do that too. Yeah, no. I just look at him and I go, no. (laughs) Are you doing? Yeah, shake your head and move on. What's the point of that? Yeah. Right? You know, I always want to make a point about this because a lot of people ruin their score not just in the long game, trying to hit it through a tree, you know, trying to hit it over the water. They really mess up short game shots. Oh. In, in the short game lessons that I have, oh my gosh, the choices that people make. Nothing short of uh, head scratching. That comes from, I, I would think, not to defend all these people, but... <clears throat> Good, because sometimes you can't. I know, but I'm going to try. Play devil's advocate, at least. <laughs> there are so many different attack techniques on chip shots, pitch shots, whatever. Uh, yeah. So many different uh, live variables, so many different uh, uh, wedge-type variables, swing-type variables. And in, unless you're very well-schooled and you know a very, very good player who practices a lot, the chances are pretty good that you're not going to make the right decision when you get there, no matter who you are. No matter what the situation yeah. is, because it's- there's there's truth in that, and then there's the times where that is not really a factor, just because the person wants to hit the shot. Okay. Well, let's say, for example, let's talk about the young people's shot versus the old people's shot. You know what I'm saying as soon as I say it. Yeah. Let's say that I've got oh ten yards to the flag, and I have my choice. I could go up. I could go medium height or I could go low because there's nothing in there in this that tells me I have to do one thing or the other. What's the young person going to do? They're going up. Yeah, they're going to go high. They're breaking out the lob wedge. Yeah. And they're going to toss it up in the air because they see it on TV and it looks cool. Yeah. What's the old guy going to do? you pull out a seven iron and putt it. He's going low. <laughs> yeah. Right? So point is – People will choose a shot that might not fit the scenario because it's the shot they want to play. Yeah, that's true. Now, let's now change the scenario a little bit. Ten-yard shot. Over a bunker. Old guy, what's he thinking? (laughs) Oh, no. I got to bang it into the hill (laughs) just over the bunker and let it pop up because he doesn't want to hit a high soft shot. Yeah. Is it because he doesn't want to or because he doesn't know how to? Well, could be both. Okay. Right? But boy, I see an awful lot of, let's say, when I'm working with my older clientele, Mm -hmm. they don't have a lob wedge at all. They've got seven hybrids, but they don't have a lob wedge. (laughs) (laughs) Pointing that out. Seven hybrids, 21 (laughs) through 23 degrees. That's the range. What's funny is they all go the same distance (laughs) and they complain about that, but yet they carry them all. Yeah, I was playing Saturday. Uh, my brother-in-law, who who's one of those chippers that uh, you know, the guy who for his entire career on the golf course, ever since he was even a real young guy, would pull out the seven iron and just putt. Yeah, and and he he'd get the ball a lot closer, and he's getting now because he got a new set of clubs and I got a bunch of wedges in it. But he bought a sixty-five degree wedge. It's like, <laughs> why you can't hit that more than four yards, man? <laughs> he gets a lot of height. But- 
but it doesn't go anywhere. I'm sorry. I just yeah. had to, I just put that out because I think he's listening. Okay, go on. <laughs> How do you know he's listening? <laughs> he might be just hearing you, John, and never listen. Well, that could be it too. <laughs> I mean, he'd, he'd play a lot better if he did listen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I see this and, and I see preferences happen before the reality of the shot, like what it calls for. Mm-hmm. Some shots are fairly obvious. Ball sitting high up in the rough, and you do have to go up over something, but yet because it's sitting high up in the rough, you could really easily go under that thing if you took out the high lofted wedge and opened up the face. But I see so many people who do that. When, when you open the face of a club and turn it, you know, let's say we're talking right-handed golfers here, and turn it away from you, you increase loft, but you decrease the height of the face. Okay. Which means you could go right underneath this thing. Yeah. And it, and it happens. On, a, on very many occasions. And yes. <laughs> it does. Yeah. But yet they don't think. Yeah. So they, their, their strategy, their way that they're playing – but when it's sitting up like that, even though you have to go up over something, you could get out your sand wedge that has plenty of loft in it and don't ever open it up, put it in the front of your stance, and you've got plenty of height of face mm-hmm. and plenty of loft, mm-hmm. and you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, there's not enough people who think that way. Well, after we take our, our break that's coming up in a little bit, maybe we can discuss the – because I think the thought process of most people is that they always plan the shot – to just pull it off perfectly. Yeah. Do not take any consideration the fact that they might screw it up royally. Which, or just a little, right? Even, even still, yeah. Just, just always, yeah. Because case in point, again, another... thinking about the, the outcome that they're for sure going to have. Yeah. Uh, another personal anecdote, just proving that we do listen. I was playing golf with the intrepid producer, Mark, uh, the other day, and, and I, I shanked, par three, man, I shanked this tee shot. And it went, it was 160 yards, the... Uh, hole it went probably about 130 yards Uh, that explains it but it went right and it was in you know the rough of the next hole which again the parallel hole coming the other direction was also par three and and i'm sitting there and in between where my ball landed and 30 yards away was the flag on my green but in between us was about a four collection of four 20 to 30 foot tall trees and Mm -hmm. and and you know mark being the Kidder that he is, <laughs> mm-hmm. said, "Oh man, it's real easy, man. Just you know, lob, lob it up over the trees and come down nice and uh, nice and soft on the green. You'll be right there." I said, "Yeah." And then looked at my WWJSD bracelet. What would Jeff Smith do? <laughs> Pulled out a lob wedge, put the ball a little bit forward in my stance, took a very nice smooth swing, actually put it up over the trees and back down about mm, four feet from the pin. Very nice. Surprised me to death. Let me tell you. <laughs> And then Mark, who took it all in stride, looked and said, see, just like that. what I tell you? <laughs> As he mentioned, that especially with uh, short game, there are choices. Many, many choices. And many of us, for one reason or another, ego, will make the wrong choice many times. We're going to discuss those scenarios and the choices thereof when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't you move. 
This segment of Those Weekend Golf Guys is brought to you by CBS Sports HQ. I think we're all aware that sports TV nowadays is is full of made-up drama. Same topics being beaten into the ground with, with ideas and takes from people who don't even believe what they're saying themselves. But CBS Sports is going to change all that. CBS Sports HQ is a network that streams live 24-7, and they have coverage that is focused on just the game. Football, they got it. FedEx playoffs, they got it. Fantasy sports, well, their experts are going to give you the info you need to make all the right calls for your lineup, and, and football season is coming up. No fake debates, no politics, just real sports for real sports fans. Just open the CBS Sports app. And you can watch anytime from anywhere on your phone or at home on your Apple TV, Roku, or Fire TV. It couldn't be easier. And it's all totally free. Download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. Back those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. You can reach Jeff through uh, thoseweekendgolfguys.com or through the Facebook page at facebook.com/golfguys. Go there and follow along on the page. Like the page. You ever have a question? Absolutely not hard. Ask the question. I will get to it. Mm-hmm. I will answer it as quickly as possible. One of the questions, or actually most of the questions that we get, are from people who get so confused about what wedge. What type of shot, what type of lie that somebody needs to make a chart. You know, like if you are X distance from the green and the lie is thick, use this wedge with this kind of a swing. And I mean, there's just so many elements to it. I know it'd be impossible to make a chart like that and extra impossible to follow a chart like that. But those are the. Well, the reason it would be hard, I know a lot of guys would think that, but. Everybody's a different level of strength, but you could go, you could actually have a chart of your own by saying, if I have this club in my hand and the ball position is here, let's say left hip joint, mm-hmm. right? And I stand my club up quickly and make a full golf swing to the bottom of that ball with this club and that shot, I get this amount of carry distance. Right. Now that's good. If you put in your own numbers. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's a great idea for people to have a personal, what kind of shot goes, how far chart. Cause we all need it. Yeah. Whether it be official chart you carry or something that you carry in your head. If you're, you know, have a mind for figures and can remember things like that. But uh, mm-hmm. a lot of times we'll get over a ball and say, okay, I've had this lie before. I've had this shot before. What the heck did I do? What did I use? Um, and because sometimes, especially those of us in the, the recreational couple rounds a month category, uh, we're not going to uh, be able to remember exactly how we pulled it off last time. We don't have that memory. Or your name. Or, well, you know, the, you know, the name, we try too. to keep that close, <laughs> close to the tip <laughs> of the tongue as possible. But sometimes, you know, it's the way it is. But what I'm, what I'm saying, though, is just it's it's so very difficult to make the right decision, and again, I guess you, you could always point it out to a lack of practice that leads to the lack of information in, in our own head. 
doesn't hurt. I, I often will, actually. Yeah, it Not doesn't hurt. mention the fact that I could point that out. I, <laughs> doesn't hurt I do as, on a regular basis. doesn't hurt as much when I point it out, but go ahead. Go ahead. Just land face <laughs> us some more if you want to. Um, I get to have my fun, don't I? <laughs> yeah, you do. But I think today you're having too much of it. I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> all right. Buzzkill. Yeah, you know, there's just got to be, again, it, it's so difficult because your game's going to be different from my game, even if we were of the same caliber of golf, uh, you know, shot the same scores on a regular basis. Your techniques are going to be different than my techniques. I'm not necessarily going to use the same clubs that you would use with the same scenarios that you run into. So, I mean, how how do you teach somebody short game? It's got to be making the decisions about a short game. I mean, how do you even begin? Yeah, well, the last thing I want to do is to say, well, it's all feel. No, every shot has a certain feel to it. When you practice it, you develop that. Right. And there's no doubt that that is a large element. Okay. But there are certain techniques that are easy to do that the reality of this is – I have a certain shot that I understand when I take this club and I place it and I run it below the golf ball, I know this is going to be my result. Right. Okay. We can do that. Right. That's I can't do a that. good thing to know. I mean, it would be a good thing to know, but I, I can't do it consistently. And I don't think a lot of people in, in our category of golfer can. You know, I somewhat disagree. I've got a lot of golfers that I work with that are in your category of golfers that actually can predict certain things to happen. Now, granted, when you talk about it, <laughs> when you predict certain things to happen, there's usually some sort of, oh, death and destruction associated with it in, in how you say it, right? Yeah. You're saying this is – you. I got you. You certainly have the ability to predict something happening. Yeah. yeah. This is not going to go the, – the closest prediction I can make that's always going to be right is this is not going to go anywhere near where I think it should. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. And I'm always right. Or frequently, that's for sure. Yeah. Right? I, sense a, a, I sense it in you, <laughs> the ability to say this is what I predict. But no, the truth of all this is that you do have – the ability to predict I can hit this spot. So if I can get you to be consistent with where the club lands, mm -hmm. then everyone can be very predictable in the contact. Okay. And then when they're predictable in the contact, all that's left is predictability in the loft of the club. Once we get the contact. So we've got, where does it land? What loft is it as at the time? Am I pulling out 60? Am I pulling out 56, 52, 48? You know, what is it that I'm pulling out, putting in, doing this? Because then I'm, I'm working on trajectory. Then I'm getting predictability of flight. I'm getting predictability of distance and rollout. I, I think all these things are actually easier than what you say because I can get people within just a few short minutes to, to get their landing spot similar. Okay. With so this just a little bit. What you're telling me then is because I feel about it the way I feel about it is because I've never sat down and actually had a short game lesson from you. Yeah. That's okay. pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. 
Yeah. Literally. <laughs> you know, that's the whole thing is you can do that. Good. $100 an hour. We're good to go. You know, really what we ought to be doing, we keep talking about this, is you coming up to the golf studio here. Yeah. And and I actually Fix record me. our golf lessons and put you on the internet as a star student. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to do it. There's got to be a few man. rules. We have, to, we have some rules we have to play by here, okay? Okay. Those right. would be. There's, there are a couple things, right? So – uh, no, uh, no ripped jeans when you show up. Oh, okay. Um, no flip flops when you show up. Okay. And the the drinks will be off camera. Uh huh. Right. And the, I know the worst one. Got to trim. Got to trim the mustache. Ooh, I don't know about that yeah, stash thing. Got to trim that one, right? No flip flops, even if to... even if they're golf flip flops. Well, I've yet to see any that really hide toes. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I have ugly feet, so we wouldn't want to go there. I got you. No yeah, problem. so I just I I look at that and I'm thinking, man, we really got to do something great here. <laughs> we can do it. Yeah, we can make it a it's series, a man. We can make it a series. I mean, and if Jeff Smith can fix even me, you know, you know, not. it could be good. It could be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's just a matter of how we're going to pull this off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we played played Saturday last week with um, a group again. It was two of us, and it was a crowded hot. Saturday, so they hooked us up with two other guys who we did not know going in. A father and son combination, um, 20s and 50s, I would say, age-wise. Um, much of very long off the tee, especially the 20-year-old kid. He could he could wail it. Control was a bit of an issue. Um, but still, a lot of great shots with you know good direction and good distance. But when they got close to the green, man, all of them fell apart. Oh, really? Yeah. Fell apart. I mean, uh, chunking mm-hmm. chips, blading the, the shot or hitting it with whatever you call when you when you take your, your wedge and you hit the ball with the bottom of the wedge and it just hits in the middle and it goes like 100 yards, three oh, feet off the ground. It? Sculling it. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Vin Scully, right? Yeah. and um, Great Los Angeles Dodgers announcer, Vin Scully. Yeah. Finally retired. Right. It's You know, and we're all glad about that. That he, that he retired? He had, yeah. had a great career. Yeah. He did. Terrific career. Yes, indeed. And he got to call another World Series before he left. So there you go. But now, what kind of advice or what what kind of reasoning is it? Is it just, is short game just that much more difficult? Is short game something that no one pays that much attention to? Or why is it so many of us are so bad when we get within 40 yards of a green? I think it's they don't pay enough attention. The reason that I think that they don't pay enough attention to this stuff is purely that it is a short shot that seemingly on the surface is easy because it doesn't have to travel far. I think there's this general thought in golfers' minds that if it's long, it's a hard shot, and if it's short, it's an easy shot. And if they truly think that it's an easy shot because it's short, then they're not paying very close attention to the shot. No. And if they're not, they're going to screw it up, but they don't practice it because it's just, ah, it's just that shot. You know, I tend to look at that shot at the degree of difficulty of my golf shots, depending on, let's say, the level of um, the degree to which you could mess it up. What the degree of difficulty is, is dependent totally on on how accurate you have to be. With a, a drive, okay. yeah. with, with a drive, right. you get it somewhere close to the middle of the fairway or anywhere in a short grass. You're going to be happy. 
for the most part, unless it's like behind a tree or something. Um, you know, with, with a mid-iron shot, you're going to be happy if you get it on the green or very close to a green. But with your chip shots, man, you're talking the differences in feet, sometimes inches, between a good shot and a yeah. bad shot. Yeah, it's, those are the little delicate shots, the ones they call touch shots, right? Yeah, yeah. And, so, and, and the reason that they're delicate little shots is because you just don't have a large window to land it in. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they're more difficult. You've got to have more club control. You've got to have more ball control. You know, your miss area is very tight. Yeah, when your margin for error so, gets to be almost zilch, that is a tough shot. Yeah, I agree. And that, that I agree. That's the thing because you you get again, you know, your average group of recreational golfers. You got four of them out there, and all let's say all four of them are within ten yards of the green. So all four of them are going to make some sort of a chip. You're going to get guys who blade it. You're going to get guys who skull it. You're going to get guys who chunk it. You're going to get guys who hit it perfectly, but miscalculated and, and wind up checking up 10 yards short of the hole. Or guys who miscalculate and, and check up 10 yards past the hole. And you're, you're yeah. on the whole gamut. And it's just so difficult to get it right. And it's again, it's it one really of those shots that difficult. looks so easy. Yeah, because it's just not long it just doesn't look very difficult yeah yeah to do that so i think the bottom line between what jeff has told you and what uh, i i have uh, <laughs> contributed to the whole discussion here is that be smart uh don't be an idiot or as jeff would say don't be a maroon okay uh think and again, take the margin of error before you decide. Don't look at it negatively per se, because again, that gets into the whole thought process of being negative versus being positive and how your body reacts to that, which we can get into later at a later date. But do take into consideration what can happen should you make a mistake. What could go wrong and plan accordingly? Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, exactly. So... Because we all plan for a shot that's going to be a perfectly executed shot that winds up doing exactly what we think it's going to, what we envision it's going to do. How of course often, it is. We're perfect. How, often how, would it, that, how could it be anything other than that? Yeah, then, then reality hits after you swing. And you go, hmm, I should have known that was going to happen. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So uh, right. that's it. Just think. And think about hanging out. we got a few moments left, and you still may learn something. Who knows? We'll be right back. We're all those weekend golf guys. If you're in sales, you know that people buy things from people they know, they like, and they trust. It can take forever to build that kind of a relationship unless you use golf. Business golf is the quickest way to build trust with your clients and potential customers. TheBusinessGolfCourse.com. Go there now and check it out. Zig Ziglar said that if I like you, I will talk to you. But if I trust you... I will do business with you. And that's the frustration of all of us in the business world. It takes so much longer to build trust than it does just to get someone to like you. Unless you have a shortcut. And that's why we're here. We have a shortcut. It's called golf. We have a free group for you to join and we can explain it all. It's called the Back Nine Advisory Board. Go to thebusinessgolfcourse.com and join for free our Facebook group, the Back Nine Advisory Board. Build trust with customers and potential customers in 18 holes. 
the Back Nine Advisory Board for all business people who want to learn how to quickly get their clients and their potential clients to trust them with golf. The Back Nine Advisory Board, thebusinessgolfcourse.com. That's thebusinessgolfcourse.com. Okay, a few minutes left here together with those weekend golf guys on this wonderful, wonderful Sunday. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Okay, so basically we've got it covered. Think. As, you know, think. Think about what you're trying to do here. Now, if you've got Aretha Franklin songs stuck in your head, so be it. It can only help. <laughs> All right? Only help. That's, um, That's right. Any, any other advice for people other than learn how to do it gooder? <laughs> Well, the biggest thing I can tell you is to know yourself, know your limitations, and don't try to play a shot that you don't really have if you care about your score. Now, if you're just out there for, for fun and to find out what's possible, what can you pull off, all right, right. knock yourself out, right? Yeah, but I, be smart. Yeah. Be I mean, smart. you're never going to learn how to do it if you don't try, you know? Hitting a shot when you're on a practice range as opposed to hitting a shot when you're on a course are, are two totally different things, too. I, I wholeheartedly agree with stuff. Jeff on this. You should go out many times and just don't even worry about the score. Just worry about hitting shots properly, developing shots you don't have now. You know, you can play safe all you want to, or you can learn how to how to get out of trouble if you get into it. Choice is yours, buddy. There you go. Um, check us out, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Have you seen the website lately, man? You need to go. You need to go check. I have it out. not seen it. It's absolutely beautiful. And again, uh, we we are not only available through um, the radio, but you can hear us in a podcast version. Should you miss anything you hear on the radio, and it's always there for you immediately upon uh, finishing airing here on the air. And you can get that through thoseweekendgolfguys.com. But I got to tell you, man, you you can listen to it through the website, or you can listen through to it through any podcast place that you really like to use. If you use Apple Podcasts, we're there. Google Podcasts, we're there. Tune in, Pandora, yeah, we're there. Spotify, you betcha. iHeartRadio, yeah. indeed. We are there. We're Man, everywhere. We're on a roll, aren't we? We can go we can be anywhere in the world. Yeah. At any time. How about that? We're everywhere. We're everywhere. And that chicken man? Uh, I'm just old. Okay, so listen, again, thoseweekendgolfguys.com, facebook.com slash golfguys. You can check us out at any time and follow us along and, and do, again, the business and golf people. Discussions on how best to use business golf with a free Facebook group we've got called the Back Nine Advisory Board. Do a search. Go there. Follow it. Like it. Uh, more details to follow. So up until that point, Pick up your clubs to make good decisions and go play some golf. 